Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What a horrifying thought. We should do that. A face mashup, me and Owen. I think that, yeah. AI, hey, you can do anything with AI these days. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, a weekly podcast from Mundial Magazine that talks about the things you'd love to if only you had the bollocks to start your own. (laughs) (laughs) Joining me today are Mundial co-founder and currently um, editor-at-large, although he's had a few titles, Sebastian Dennis White. Seb, in one word, tell me how you're feeling today. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. That's three, four. (laughs) Sorry. That's fucking four words. Next buzzing, to ne- next to him, who's even worse at brevity than Seb, so this could go on for ages. Um, and our features editor, James uh, Paul Christian Bird. James, in one word, how are you feeling? Bubbly. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Busy. And across the table from me, um, come all the way from Broccoli this morning, producer Tommy Stewart. How are you feeling, Tom? One word. Alive. Alive. Ah, interesting. It's a bonus. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's good. Good to be here. Good to be alive. That's a sentence. I'm your host, <laughs> Monday Editorial Aaron Blackhurst, and um, I'm going to take the fifth on the one word on how I'm feeling today so we can crack it. According to a poll on Spotify last week, We Support These Now is the um, least popular section. We support this. We support this. We support this now. We support these now. And always. Well, until you don't. Today, we're supporting um, issue 27 of Mundar Magazine. Again, we are supporting ourselves because on the day you are listening to this, um, a new issue is available. Uh, It's called The Cult Issue. It's got a beautiful orange and blue and white cover, and it's got some lovely monochrome drawings of players on it. We introduced the Mundial All-Stars, and um, the cover line is essentially, roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're proud to introduce to you the greatest rabble ever assembled on a team sheet. It's the Mundial All-Stars. So... We wanted to look at cult things from around the game and thinking about how to do it, we decided to sort of create a small a small world where the Mundial All-Stars are the team of cult heroes that represent us and we sort of argued a bit about what kits they should wear, what um, boots they would be wearing, what stadium they'd play at, who would be up in the gantry, who would be on co-coms, who would be the women's team and who's to be the gaffer and, and maybe some other stuff. So... It was an enjoyable process. It always is sort of going down the, um, of deciding who's in these things. And I think one, one thing we were cognizant not to do was make it a streets won't forget issue because that in itself has become pretty derivative. Yes. And quite reductive of the players. And you sort of get lumped in now to streets won't forget, which means you were good for a bit or good for a, a, a day or were never that good, but put in a few performances. I think that's what it means anyway. Um, I'm, 
45 and my time on the streets is long past. <laughs> I, uh, I saw someone tweet that uh, R9 is <laughs> <laughs> the streets wouldn't no. forget. No. And, Brazilian uh, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's fucking streets named after him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that seems Yeah, that seems to have gone awry there. And I thought that's the end of that. That's the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So gladly we did not do a streets <laughs> won't forget issue, but we have done a cult issue. <laughs> mainly because it's one consonant away from the best swear word. Absolutely. So and and, and also so I can call Seb you stupid cult and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> for a bit. What a cult that would be. <laughs> Your cult, cult of Seb. Oh, yeah. I join. Yeah. Just I, some of... would say I already have joined. Yeah, not well. Non-league, not yeah, awful non-league stadiums. <laughs> World War II documentaries. Yeah. What's what's your what's Seb? Pasties. What's, what's the one what's the pasties one... for all? <laughs> yeah, pasties for all. <laughs> what's the one line sell for your cult? How did you get me in? The cult where we let people be people. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Not another one? It'd be that, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it would be. Yeah, every, yeah. Time, every time someone joins, you'd just yeah, say yeah. that. He'd just yeah, come yeah. out dressed yeah. in Borat's mankini. <laughs> Not another one! Yeah. And then do, his, yeah, yeah. then do his big plane celebration yeah. flying off. Every morning we watch Borat to get us in the mood for life. <laughs> um, back on Sorry. to our issue. So before... Um, We'll talk a little bit more about what's in it, but we're wearing, um, well, Tommy has come dressed wanting <laughs> wanting to be in the Mundial All-Stars, wearing a Mundial football shirt today. But Seb, I want you to talk about <clears throat> what you're wearing without giving away the whole feature. <laughs> I'm wearing a kit from, without giving away the whole feature, I'm, I'm wearing a kit from one, what this player is in the feature. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seb's wearing a Rangers 1991 shirt, which um, Terry Hurlock wore in his single season <laughs> north of the border where he had... One um, season. Terry Hurlock was a, uh, a terrifying, terrifying midfielder for um, Southampton, Millwall, Brentford, etc. But researching him for this feature where we... At, at first we thought, we wonder if he said anything bad because of his reputation. Actually, it turned out that he's... Um, a real man of the people, but you'll have to buy the issue to find out. But he had a, he had a season up in Rangers. Soon as signed him to basically replaced him in the midfield. Um, Twelve yellow cards, one red, and uh, for quite a famous goal against Celtic. James, what are you wearing? I am wearing the ninety three ninety five Verdi Kawasaki shirt. It's from the very first season of J League, and it's the season in which they both won the title and the cup. Oh, oh. a double, a storage shirt. Yes, and it's sort of pine green with a sort of vomit effect uh, with a gigantic well, you're really selling it to embroidered me. <laughs> crest and something that I always like with football shirts which is a white crew neck collar that separates yes. it from the rest of it it makes it more of a t-shirt more of a shirt that you can wear during yeah, the day yeah. that's true and, and it's sponsored by the brand is Mizuno is it? is it Mizuno? yeah Mizuno, Mizuno yeah. shirt yeah I was uh, thinking the other day when you were a kid did you used to say what make is it? Yeah, I still do. Yeah, yeah, I still do. Yeah, I sometimes still. Yeah, do. That was the biggest thing in our in, in most playgrounds. What make is it? I remember turning yeah. up once in this absolutely rascal Galini tracks, full Galini tracksuit, and the elder Ooh. kids were all like, and I was in then. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I started bullying kids in my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the bullied kid. What make is it? Dunlop, Silver Shadow. <laughs> my dad would let me get knights. <laughs> I am wearing. A truly awful football shirt, I think, but it's um, a rapid VN shirt, um, which was worn by Trifon Ivanov. 
The Wolfman. The, uh, wolf. the Wolfman of Bulgaria, who sort of looks like if you did a face mash of me and Birdo. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. If what? you look a bit like Carmen Bizotto from The Bear, yeah. and Trifon Ivanov looks a bit like Carmen Bizotto from The Bear when... Things have gone a bit awry. When he's yeah. in the fridge. When he's, <laughs> when he's in the fridge. No, only when he's in the fridge. When the rest. When he's lost the restaurant and he's uh, working for his uncle. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yeah. I've got long hair and a beard, so it's just sort of a mash real... together. What, we should do that. What a horrifying thought. We should do that. A face mashup. Me and Owen. I think that. Yeah. AI. Hey, you can do anything with AI these days. I'm sure we can. Yeah, you bloody can, can yeah, you? Yeah. But back. Back to the issue. Back to the issue. So uh, these are some of the shirts that feature in it directly or indirectly. We chose mm. home kits, away kits, goalkeeper shirts, and just a few of the a, f- a few of the uh, things that I think you should get it for. I mean, there's a lot of other features in which we'll talk about later. But the goalkeeper of the of the cult team. If you whisper, Seb. People can still hear oh, it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> because you're on a microphone. Yes. You may as well just shout it. No, no, no. <laughs> if it's so important to say, then tell the whole class. <laughs> yeah. I said we can go a bit longer on this section. Sorry. I know. <laughs> Keep your headphones on and talk about your shirt. <laughs> Couldn't even do that earlier on. No, exactly. <laughs> it's like a game of fucking through the keyhole. <laughs> That was so shit. But so, yeah, Seb, it was in a Celtic shirt last week and a Rangers shirt this week, redressing the balance. Get a man who can do both. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Old firm. Both. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the goalkeeper in our issue presented a bit of a problem because the previous issue we had done an issue on 75 goalkeepers. Yeah. And you would wonder why if we didn't use one of those <laughs> what the fuck was going on anyway but there was quite a few people told us on Twitter that we should have included uh, Robert Mensah and Robert Mensah was a Ghanaian keeper died quite young but was known for wearing a flat cap uh-huh. that looked like uh, Del Boy Trotter's flat cap and was a present from his own grandfather who was a priest but um, it was known as his, his voodoo hat and teams were fucking terrified of it. And that was one of my favourite bits, researching that and writing about that. That's and, class. And, and getting him in and trying to find some pictures of him and sort of redressing that balance because people had said he should have been in. And he, he was one of the big howlers we left out. Back to the issue. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun to put together. It looks a lot of fun. The design from um, Alex and Sophie is uh, like high 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 standard and and you know as ever there was time constraints for them to work under and a lot of late nights and a lot of weekends and it is fun doing it but i think there was a, probably a stretch for three or four of us of um 15 20 days straight working on it um, including weekends and, and night times and, and and as much as we could do in the time to get it done and um james and seb fucked off on holiday but uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, i mean Guilty, guilty as guilty as charged. Neither of their uh, fault. Yeah. They booked their holidays before the yeah, print yeah, schedule yeah. was done, and, and yeah. you know, I'm not sure Seb ever booked his, but you know, <laughs> people are scared to say anything to him these days. So <laughs> that is so no, but everyone contributed. Um, the, the, it, it's a it's a it's a great issue around the cover feature as well, um, front section, back section, everything. But there's just some really there's some nice little stories in there. There's a few fun Easter eggs. There's some beautiful things to look at, beautiful things to read about. A piece on the great commentator Peter Brackley by his son Ian that um, Seb conducted that like will blow your fucking mind. The really? second and third or fourth paragraphs of it is there is such an emotional but like 
such an emotional punch, but also it's done in a way that you don't expect it coming. It's really beautiful. It's, it's, it's an yeah. amazing little piece. Yeah. 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 And, and paying, paying out homage to a, an incredible man and commentator as well, which is really nice. To do. We've been trying to do something for him for a while, but yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it, it's really fun. And the cover, as I said, the cover is a work of art. It says like, people might have seen it by now, but it's d different players' nicknames on it. There's a player called The Ogre in it, El Ogro, Christian Fabiani, who I knew very little about. And we spoke Same. to Rupert Fryer, who we've spoken about in this parish before, our South American expert. Oh yeah, a man in South America. I mean, he sits three correspondent. He, he sits three yeah. desks down from us. So, he's yeah. <laughs> but I would say spiritually, spiritually, yes, spiritually, Rupert's always in South America. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it's, it, yeah, it's the Easter eggs in the, in the in the cover feature. I liked again. You know, the first time we said about Easter eggs in the office, Seb was fucking like thinking it was an actual Easter yeah. egg. <laughs> Please be that one with the Cadbury's cream egg with all the filling inside it, but life size. <laughs> yeah, why does everyone Do want that exist? when they're a kid? No, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it'd be awful. It would go, It would, would take. Oh, you'd be sick. Imagine a cream egg. That little of bit, one of wouldn't them. You? You'd be sick. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's what you a want. Cream egg. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. full-sized Easter egg, full of the the Cadbury's cream yeah, egg. Stuff. I always wanted that as a kid. That would and kill it's a stupid. I wanted it as a kid as well. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't eat a normal size one now. Cream egg. No, they're pretty. They're pretty. Um, it's disgusting. They're just yeah. full. Sh it's just a. Oh. Up a until about fifteen years ago, stuff like that couldn't be called chocolate in Italy. Twixies, Mars bars, Kit Kats, any of that wasn't allowed to be called chocolate. What was it called? Well, it didn't have any fucking chocolate. Just in it, basically, sweets. they called it chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. It, it, yeah. Then they finally won a. Uh, there was a um, finally won a court case overturning it. Bit like that. Not enough cocoa in it. Yeah. Class as chocolate. Jesus Christ. There's a load of strikers. The manager's story is is wonderful. I'm not going to um, say yeah. who it is yet. Um, we would like people to buy it. I mean, we're not going to give it all away on here. No. But it's just, um, it's a riot from start to finish. I think it, it's sprawled to about 30 pages in the end, which is a lot, but it's worth a tenner. Oh, I would wow. describe it as a real treat. Every page has something on it that is going to make you happy. Oh. And that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Being happy. Yeah. Do we all like being happy? I like and, and love it. Yeah. And it contrary to um, popular belief, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a very good issue. Please buy it. Please subscribe. You get loads of nice free stuff. Um, we want to carry on doing it. The magazine as as we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for launching a magazine all those years ago. And we wouldn't have we wouldn't have managed to get through um, the the hard times. The sad times and the good times without the magazine as the bedrock and, and and the foundation and it's always been and there's things on this podcast we wouldn't be able to talk about if they hadn't generated as part of idea sessions for the magazine as well and we've been able to um, explode them out and I think we're always quite guilty of looking for new ideas all the time when they're actually staring us in the face yeah um, and, and and we've done them in print successfully so why shouldn't we do them elsewhere but um, that is enough of giving ourselves a reach around of giving James a, his his own rusty. Trombola. <laughs> R.I.P. Of upbraiding Seb for his inability to just let it pause. I didn't think, I thought you were all right with comfortable silences. I've travelled with you before. You keep your trap shut. Really? I do the mouth trumpet every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Which, he which does. sounds like. <laughs> you don't know about the orchestra. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it on here. I've never, I I, yeah, I've never really witnessed it. There was a bit. I of said, a to you, I said, when well, I said to him once, I said, "When do you do it?" He said, "When I'm feeling nervous." I thought, "Oh my god." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Twenty-three yeah. hours, forty-three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god, that could. You've got to worry when I go quiet. Actually, go quiet. I'm really fucking nervous. <laughs> 
said, let people be people. Yeah. <laughs> join, join the cult now. I'm in. Yeah. I'm a paid up member. That's it. Everyone has to do the mouth trumpet. Yeah, we all do things. Um, <laughs> we, do. we support ourselves now. Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. You ain't being a Hollywood man. <laughs> oh, tumbleweed. Welcome to Bollywood. <laughs> Fucking wish, mate. <laughs> yeah. Wonder where Bollywood is. It's not in my flat. Not, no. Uh, or mine. It's not in Hollywood either. It's in this room. Dakota? It's in this room. Dakota. Bollywood is in this room. Yeah. It is. We yeah, Bollywood is a is a yeah. is a temporal state. Yeah. Yes. Can be yeah. any can be anywhere you want it. It's to. in the folds of um it's in the folds of the um known universe where that bloke <laughs> thinks we exist. We did the review last week. Anyway, Bollywood is back. Um Seb knocked it out of the script for a week. We all um dealt with him offline and, and here it is. Back. By our own popular demand, and this week it is um, James Bird talking about very good volley. So for this week's Hollywood, we are going back to sunny West Bromwich. Oh, in 2012 October. Have you chosen a baggage player? It's not a baggage player. I know. I can see the script. I just thought I'd set it. You're going to get panelled, though, aren't you? They've got a. They've got a bloody dingle <laughs> talking about goals against the baggage. <laughs> this is true. Horrible. Well, this is this is only a couple of months after uh, the West Bromwich Albion beat us five one at home, Ooh. and it was the end of Mick McCarthy. We got Ooh. relegated. Terry Connor took over those last sort of seven games. I think drew one, lost six, and he always looked very upset. In like, yeah, like a like a three month death of Bambi that was, wasn't oh, it? Oh. Just yes. watching it. it was, yes, it was a watching a man that. unpeel like an onion on the side sidelines. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I was I was I was there that day, and uh, it was not a happy place. No, no, that did not remind you. Anyway, I'll no. tell you who hasn't been to Hollywood. Terry Connor. Terry Connor. Who has? Adele Tarrat. Oh, of course he has. I knew he'd, Adele I knew so, he'd love it there. Adele Tarrat, yeah. What a very satisfying name to say, Tarrat. 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 And very easy to misspell over and over again if you're a journalist. And probably quite easy to mispronounce. Might not be right. What do you think it is? Adele Tarrat. I think the B is silent. Is it? Ooh. Is that based on research or? No. Intuition. For this week's Hollywood, we are heading to sunny, sunny West Bromwich boing, on an boing. afternoon in October 2012. Uh, this is the season where QPR get hyper, hyper, hyper relegated. They end up 14 points off Sunderland in 17th place. But this is towards the start of the season. And one of the great football joys, right, is watching someone do something that you have no chance of ever pulling off. Mm. It's watching, it, it could be a touch, it could be a brilliant last-ditch tackle, it could be a gigantuan header at the back post. The little thing that makes you realise 
that separates professionals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't get to see them in training, and we understand no. that the level is so high that you know, if you've ever seen professional training, it's ridiculous, and you you know then. But in, on a match, I know what you mean. There's occasionally a little thing that you go fuck, and you get that feeling in your stomach when you go on a swing, and you go, Ooh. yeah, oh. <laughs> that's a good one. Can't yeah. imagine the noises Seb would make on a swing. Yeah. <laughs> all gets all gets a little bit fizzy. Anyway, Ride of the Valkyries is done by a fucking out-of-tune fucking three-year-old with a trombone. I, I, don't, I don't like it. Anyway, back to the Hawthorns, and Esteban Granero has picked up the ball the on pirate. the halfway line. So this is where I want to go off a little bit here, because this QPR side is... Bananas. Not, this is the pick-and-mix QPR side. <laughs> they have Julio Cesar in goal. They have Jose Bosingra at the back. Anton Ferdinand's there. In, you've got Esteban Granero. You've got Park, Park Ji-sung, Ji-sung yeah. is oh also in God. there. On the bench waiting to come on is Gibral Cisse. Somewhere in the south of France, in Marseille, is Joey Barton, who's been shipped off on loan. So this is yes. this is your pick-and-mix QPR classic hyper-relegation side. They are a state, but they've got one brilliant, one shining light, and that is Adel Tarat. So Esteban Granero picks up the ball, halfway line. Tarat is surrounded by three West Bromwich Albion defenders. It's a long ball. It might be, you know, he's aimed it at Tarat, but it's a long ball. Uh, Tarat surrounded by three West Brom defenders and uh, a goalkeeper 11 yards from him chests the ball immaculately. The ball doesn't travel further than three inches away yeah. from where he needs it to go yeah. and immediately volleys it into the back of the net. Now, I love a good chest control. Oh, oh. It's, it's under- very, sa- very satisfying thing to pull off as well when you manage to get the lean right and you just because it's very easy. If you don't ride it correctly, it's a dance. But the ball will just bounce off. You've got, yeah, it is a dance. You've yeah. got to dance with the ball. You've got to come back when the ball comes Good. forward, and then you've got to bring it back forward when yeah, you want to yeah, action. Yeah. And you can look a dick, and it can hurt if you get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dad's always said it's his favourite, like one of the most satisfying things in football. Just, and this is what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about fizzy football. Show, right now. show, show me Ronaldinho doing that. Mm. Oh. Can, just controlling it there like that. Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah. Hubber, Hubber. So, Tarat volleys it, back of the net. The goalkeeper and three West Brom defenders, by the time he's peeled, are all just lying on the floor. Mm. He's knocked four <laughs> of them over um, and points to his head for his teammates to concentrate. Of course, he's got gloves on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a relatively warm October afternoon, but the gloves are there. This is a Hall of Shame QPR kit as well. It's that Lotto one with the two Lotto logos on the shoulders. Yeah, I know. Terrible, terrible collar. Like, like Derek Lotto had let the kids in to design the kit for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and none of them can keep within the lines. Um, <laughs> And it's it's an incredible goal. It's, it, it's it's an absolutely beautiful goal. And I just think that when you look at the chaos within that team and you look at the chaos of having that many defenders around you, of having a goalkeeper close to you, to maintain the sort of the calmness that you would need to chest the ball and volley it like that is very much what you want to see from Adel Tarat. Someone who people would describe as mercurial. Someone would describe again as not utilising their talent to the best of their abilities. But for those small moments, a player like Adel Tarat can make you dream and that's why you watch football. And I also wanted to speak about uh, James Wright's piece, but I believe that Owen has also notified this because Adel Tarat is is in our uh, Mundial cult 
team. He oh. is. He is. And he is in the issue. And um, if people want to know the, the the careful process that goes sometimes into magazine journalism, it, it is gently tempting. Um, a very good writer, um, <laughs> James Wright, formerly full time of this parish, uh, now out there in in the world of uh, gaming and um, nice trainers and um, Gore-Tex coats, Gore-Tex coats and strong pints. And, and weekends away. Um, but I messaged James um, and we previously thought he wasn't going to be able to do anything. And then from nowhere, on a Sunday morning, he sent me back 1,500 words that instantly lifted the cover feature and the issue from what was maybe going to be a 6 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10 and dragged up the rest of the feature around it and made us push in various other directions. And I'm going to just read the first paragraph it's, a, it's such a good piece. Uh, it, it's such a, such a good piece by James. And, you know, it's just straight from the heart on a Sunday morning. And James is a season ticket holder at Loftus Road. And mm. he's there all the time. Yeah, he definitely. away a lot and he goes with his parents, you know, and it's parents his parents and it's a lovely, lovely little story. But um, the true joy of Terrapt is that he makes you, or at least me, a massive, stupid footballing hypocrite. The non-negotiables we like to talk about, consistency, passion, loyalty, unflinching effort, all become pleasingly negotiable when you've experienced his absurdly giddy highs. Yes, that is Adele, up at Hull having a full-on sulk over by the touchline because someone didn't let him take a free kick. Yes, that is Adele waiting for the 220 bus home from Fulham because someone had the audacity to sub him. I don't care. Give him the fucking armband. My football ethics, your rules, don't apply. He steals men's souls. Oh. And that's just the first paragraph. And, yeah, I, yeah. and then from there, it goes into the, like, the relationship with Warnock and all sorts of stuff. And it's just um, like, listen to the people who, who watched them from the stands and who, who, who have stood up and heard the seat rattle whenever they get the ball. That's whose opinions you should count mm, from players mm. who see them week in, week out. Yes, um, I agree. Perfectly put. Like, I, I, you know. Like someone like Darwin Nunes, you know, for example, who's taken a lot of shit and has, had, and has had a good game. But I've seen him in the flesh playing against Liverpool. And I imagine now, whenever he gets near the ball, the fucking you hear the seats start to bank for people standing up because yeah. it's like, whoa, fucking hell, something might be coming. It's completely different to Adele. But you know what I mean? It's like, I want to know the views of the people who are there every week when they're getting on the ball and, and, and can make the full judgment of. He was fucking lazy. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. But on a full, on the full sphere of watching him over a hundred games or whatever, I would have him there every week. Mm. And that's you know, and that's the that's the joy of really watching football, football live, isn't it? And someone who gets maligned by people who have probably never seen Adele play live. Yep, yep. No. Similar to Adama Traore, people people slated him the whole time he was at Wolves. No end product. No this. But there hasn't been another player that I've ever watched who's got people off their seats in the way that he did he got he got the ball and you you felt electric you felt fizzy I'll tell you who else he, 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 I'll tell you who else and Darmatore used to get off their seat me when you and me used to play FIFA early in the mornings in the office <laughs> and James would bring him on <laughs> towards the end and I reckon in 50% of James's wins and it was probably fairly neck and neck mm. It was because of Adama, and I could have been leading, and on he comes. You could be two nil up. Yeah, two men. Why two, is he not starting? Two men sent off because of this. Because he'd wait. Because the element up. people tired. Just bring him on. Bring him on. Yeah, I'm an old school FIFA player, so I was, um, you know, an R1 merchant hurrying away. An R1 yeah. merchant. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be sprinting. Yeah, yeah they'd be yeah. working hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were fucked. Yeah, uh, right, by the seventieth. Yeah, 
It was always interesting watching you play FIFA. Oh, <laughs> I'm terrible at game, computer games. It used to really upset me as a kid because my brother was oh. so good at it. And I would just beat him with a snooker cue or something if he beat me. <gasps> Not uh, that, Actually, that sounds a lot worse. <laughs> How does that sound worse than you imagined? <laughs> I got grounded once because I hit him with a snooker cue that was near up. Because, yeah, he beat me at FIFA. Anyway, it was with yeah. great <laughs> it is with great yeah. pleasure that I put Adele Tarat Volley versus West Brom in 2012 into the Hollywood Halls of Fame. Yeah, it's the best piece in the issue and it's proper football journalism in that it's um through the eyes of, of, of someone who gets it rather than someone who's sat in their ivory um tower. On Twitter. Know, on Twitter. Or just pontificating because they're paid to and they need to fill a certain word right every day. It's not. It's, oh, yeah. it's the complete diametric opposite of that. Yeah. And Amazing. It's all the better for it. <laughs> and you know why Adele Tarab was wearing gloves, by the way? A little nugget for you. Go on. Cold hands. Rheumatism. The Hawthorns is the highest ground in the country. It is. It is. And it can, often be, de it can be deceptively cold. This is a little tangent. This might what? not stay in, right? But I read an obituary of a fella this morning on the paper who I didn't know who he was, right? And it was like the death of someone, roadkill expert. I was like, I've got to read more about this fella. Yeah. He never, he didn't eat any farmed meat. He was an eccentric in Cornwall. His favourite food was a badger ham sandwich. He'd <laughs> yeah. eat polecats. He said Labrador tasted like so-and-so. He'd only ever eat dogs that, if he found a dead dog, he'd eat it only if it didn't have a collar. Oh. If he had a collar, he'd take it back to his owners. Cats, yeah, yeah. Wow, whole cats, enough. deer. He, yeah. The only meat he ate... <laughs> Seems fair. <laughs> I knew you'd like him. The only meat he ate was dead roadkill. Died at 83. I 83? Prostate I cancer. It, it might be the same bloke, but there's a, doc, there's a brilliant BBC4 documentary about the 303, the A303, which is the road that connects London down to the West Country. I've driven the A303. Yeah, you go past Stonehenge and you, go, you can go past Yeovil and stuff, but it might be the same bloke. He just basically just drives up and down the 303 collecting roadkill. because it, it might be the same one, but if or it might be a different one, but it's a thing. Does yeah. he have many friends? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he... he I don't know, but the yeah. first... The first British eccentric. The road is his right. friend. Yeah, he yeah. got his awakening with when he when he was um, cycling to school when he was 13 and he found a dead polecat. Yeah. And he um, removed its uh, stink glands and wiped it all over the master's desk. <laughs> This is staying in. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is staying in. This is like, you know, like you fucking scroll through the paper and like, on your phone, you're like, a lot of stuff just... He removed the Do I want to read about why the geek shoe is hot right now? No, not no. really, because like, I don't care enough. How did he know where the stink glands yeah. on the polecat were when he was That's 13? a very good question. No, his, his mum was a botanist. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Now, now the story's becoming more rounded. Yeah, his, his second you wife... You know where my stink glands are, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> his second his second very good Seb his very second good. wife was a vegetarian <laughs> what so wow. he would sit in the front room having his badger can stew. I ask this can is, I this ask is incredible she survives him as well can I ask what happened to the first wife <laughs> <laughs> she left him yeah 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 <laughs> he wasn't a cannibal <laughs> but a badger ham sandwich there's a picture of him there's a picture of him on the obituary this his second wife you were, oh no there's a, a picture of an obituary fucking wielding this badge oh look at this oh no should at least find his name we, we are Arthur Boyt eccentric roadkill enthusiast with a serious ethical purpose in 2015 Boyt turned a washed up dolphin that he had found into his Christmas lunch oh Christ nah this, 
Waste not, want not. No, a I know. Yeah, but it's British just eccentric. Think, yeah. Can you give me that dead badger? He's going to take that out and make ham out of it. He not. looks quite sweet. He looks like a he looks generic like, granddad. He looks like Seb. <laughs> That's why he looks sweet. What's his name, sorry? Arthur Boyt. Arthur Boyt. We support you. We not, support not much elf and safeties with Arthur Boyt, is there? Yeah, sure. Twice run the London Marathon in under three hours. Did he? Wow. Did he? He continued cycling into his 80s in his book, Roadkill, colon, Recollections, Reminiscences and Recipes, was published in 2022. <laughs> We will put <laughs> his other his other great interest was orienteering, and in November 2009, he won bronze in the men's 70 to 75 age category at the World Masters Orienteering Orienteering Championship in Australia. He celebrated by, and this is a direct quote, eating a wallaby, a possum, and a parrot. <laughs> Rest in Go peace. on, lad. What a man. Go on, lad. What a man. Rest in peace. He's in a crock pot. Yeah, what yeah, sort yeah. of um, genuinely? What um, what does he want done with his body? After after death, I don't know. Yeah, he's not roadkill, is he? When you said roadkill colon, I thought that's that's kind of how he died, yeah, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Very, Very good. good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Thank you. Stink lads. <laughs> I'm a bit. I'm a bit shaken up by it. That's so good. Are you looking to join a club? Well, how about Club Mundial? It's what we call our subscriber offering. And it's the best club in the world, we think. For only £10 a quarter, you get the magazine through your door, a tidy little membership card, 20% off all Mundale merchandise and discounts at classic football shirts, All Press Espresso, Art of Football and Percival Menswear. What more do you want? You also get priority access to events, subscriber-only merchandise and a weekly Club Mundale newsletter. Go to mundalemag.com or follow the link in the description to subscribe today. We'll see you at the bar. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're going to start beatboxing. What do you mean start? Yeah. <laughs> very good very good anyway this week Adventures in Clubland is Sebastian Dennis White and yeah, another player who, f- who features in our issues he does Seb take it away he very much does and that player is Jardel What's it? has he got another name his first name is Mario but I d- uh, they do yeah he is considered you know Brazilian I like, just call him one name don't they Jardel is is his name on various different certainly Brazilian sources anyway so Jardel there is another Mario Jardel that plays at the moment who's not quite as good. But anyway, Jardel, we could have done a f- couple of him adventures in Clubland, but we are going to go to his time at Sporting, 2001 to 2002 season. I said we could do we could talk about another adventure in Clubland. Previously, he was at Porto, where he scored goals for fun. The season before was just one season at Galatasaray, which where they won the European Super Cup. Jardel scores the winner. Um, it's got about 50 goals in Turkey, uh, didn't they, in a season? Insane amount of goals. And he moves on 
to another team in Portugal, even though he desperately wants to go to a Barca or Inter Milan. He wants to, you know, he wants to go to a. Big, he was constantly linked with everyone. Constantly linked. And, it's, and he's, uh, as I mentioned, that he'd played at Porto. He'd scored for two seasons in a row. He scored more goals than anyone else in Europe. He only won oh, the. Wow. He only won the golden. This is for Porto, by the way. Yeah. yeah. He. Uh, he only won the golden boot one one year because of the coefficient. I don't know if people know no, this. Not the golden boot, the European golden shoe. Well, the golden different. shoe, yeah, it's called, yeah. I mean, European golden shoe or, or the European golden Despite boot. Despite scoring six goals more, more. than Kevin Phillips. Ex- uh, yeah, exactly. He was the one, he was the winner of one of the six. Kevin Phillips won it because of the coefficient and the amount your goals count for your in leagues different leagues. a bit more. Yeah, oh. yeah, which is very interesting. Because there was a Welsh guy that used to score like 65 goals every season, yeah. but his coefficient was so bad it was always impossible. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. I remember reading that Welsh guy would have had to score 140 goals to yeah. get the European Golden Shoe. Yeah, Fucking yeah. hell. He's been the top scorer in Europe twice for two seasons in Porto. He scored a shitload for Galatasaray. He joins a Sporting Lisbon side with your Paolo Bentos. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Your Rui Georges. Oh, yeah. Your Yao uh-huh. Pintos. Do you remember Yao Pinto? Oh, with the, yeah. Always used to wear the uh, sellotape sticker, like the Robbie Fowler sticker yes. on his nose. Or tape on his nose, whatever it was. Meant <laughs> sticker. To, yeah. It was meant to improve your breathing. It didn't last very long, did it? No. It was like, the, it was like that um, vapor rub on shirts. Yeah. Patrick yeah, yeah it was around a similar time, wasn't it? Yeah. We all started doing it around under-13s. So, he joins a very good Lisbon side. And Jardel scores 42 goals that season, oh which is twice as many as the nearest person. But that oh was just, was that, was that in all competitions or just in the league? That's just in the league. And he scores just in the six. league. He just scores six. He scores six in cup competitions. Over so. 50 in all comps? 49, that's the stats I saw. So he, and these aren't, I don't watch the video, there's a, there's a good link which we'll put up. He, he's, it's not just tap ins these these are some of the tw- some of them from 20 yards out 25 yards out he just scores he's relentless in his scoring you know 42 goals is a ridiculous That's amount of goals insane. in any league and um this is obviously it is scoring for a great he's the focal point of this great sporting team which breaks the dominance of uh Porto and Benfica who have won either of them have won the league the, the previous 19 seasons oh my goodness 19. yeah so it's the first title for sport in Lisbon in 20 years. Bloody Mario Jardel is, you know, the goals have obviously he's helped the, massively. He's, he's the king. He scores the winner in the cup, so they win the double as well. Um, and so he does. The golden boy. He does win the golden shoe this year because obviously 42 goals and the coefficient all works in his favour. He becomes only the second player, foreign player, to win the, the Portuguese Football of the Year. And you go, and Portuguese Football of the Year is Brazilian. Well, the award is you either... Portuguese, or you play in okay, Portugal. Okay. okay, yeah. This sounds like one of the greatest club seasons of oh, all is, time. Yeah, yeah, well, all time. Well, we know a sporting fan, don't we? Uh, exactly. Our, our very good friend, Johnny Mangus. So I messaged Johnny Mangus yesterday and said, Johnny, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about Jardel on the on the podcast tomorrow and that season at Sporting. And um, he started off quite slowly, John, actually. He was like... No, nah, I haven't got really many Jardel anecdotes. Um, it just was a sharp decline, wasn't it? Ended up at Bolton, and then. But he was like, it was a very sporting to do something with amazing with such a talented team, win the double, break the dominance. Um, Jardel scores the winner in the Tucker de Portugal mm. final as well. So he's like, he is, he is the man. He was starting to get a bit bigger, Jardel, it was fair to say. Yeah. Hugo Viana coming through, Sapinta, Charisma made his debut, but Jardel was Ronaldo's mentor, Cristiano's mentor. Was he? Cristiano used to ask him how to show him how to head, head it because ball. if you look at Jardel's heading technique, 
and then go and look at Ronaldo oh, head the God. ball. The way he hangs and times his jump is very, very similar. And they worked a lot on it in, in, in training, apparently. And if you if you start searching for Jardel on YouTube, you get a lot of that, oh, what happened to Ronaldo's yeah. mentor and stuff like that. Hmm. There's a picture of him of him in Saudi Arabia recent, very recently. He's yeah. gone and seen him. So you, you're thinking, 42 goals. The World Cup is that summer. Yeah, He's got the European golden shoe. Surely he's going to be in the Brazil squad. Surely. And he said, he's even quoted as saying, before the World Cup, squads were announced I'd be traumatised if I don't make it oh. and he's not picked fuck big, not picked. Big, big Phil Big Phil doesn't is... pick him or Romario no he's gone for a couple of um, is this Brazilian a, o, o based Ed, Edson and Lozal I think it's O2 yeah O2 obviously when they win it neither yeah. of them scoring obviously Ronaldo scores and is top scorer however I cannot think of many better performing seasons pre a World Cup where you and then you don't get selected, you know. And it, he he has been quoted as saying he tried cocaine in uh, Porto, but obviously that summer not getting picked for Brazil, he has an accident in a swimming pool. He gets divorced from his wife. His wife oh, had a highly uh, publicised affair. Yeah, right. He, he he smashed his knee to pieces jumping into a swimming pool, and that starts the sharp this decline. Is the, the sad decline because I think well, he became like a travelling. Freak show. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you type in Jardel, and one of the first things on Google is an interview with Phil Brown talking about what, what he was like when he came to Bolton. And it's just, when you, uh, again, I think what you said here, this is one of the best club lands. We could have done Porto, we could have done Galatasaray, but this. The Brazilian who went up a hill and fell off a mountain. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Not, it, so good. Not, not a very good film, it's, Hugh Granting either. But he. Um, it's sad. It's just, it, it, but it's the sad. Ancona fans, Seb. Yes. When he, he was at Ancona. Yeah. And he was big by this yeah. point. They know they called him Lardell, the rotten bastards. I mean, that fuck is, yeah, man. Turned up in Australia. He's been on loads of mad reality stuff. But let's. I mean, nothing like your own fans booing you. Yeah. <laughs> but he was, he was absolutely mustard, and uh, he was like in the box. I mean, you know, he hit the he hit the ball very hard all around it. But his headed ability was as as, as good as it gets. And like, imagine him in a in, a, in an early. Premier League four four two in the nineties. Mm. Well, he, <sighs> your Wilcoxes and people like that swinging yeah. crosses into him. Big Jardel, not oh, quite some of that. Not quite the. Who would he work with? Who would he work well with? Well, in that era in the nineties in the Premier League. Well, you can, in tandem, you can Chelsea. Well, he didn't need it. Well, yeah, wingers wise, but he'd have had a little yeah. man as a well. Striker, he? a striker. Oh, I see. Another striker. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, it would have been a you know a little man to play off him. Like Kevin Phillips, maybe. Or Michael Owen. Beat him Owen. to the Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a great shot. Yeah. The golden shoe. I can't stop. No, well, I don't know because Quinn was happy to play second foil to Kevin uh, yeah, Phillips, whereas fair. Jardel was the main man. He scores a lot of penalties in this. I think fifteen of these are penalties as well. By the way, but you know, oh, well, that's, don't, don't denigrate the penalties, man. No, no, no. But he still has to score them. Still goals. Yeah. And I think I think if we're just gonna, I know it's not always hand, helpful or it's a bit of a pain in the ass to try and compare eras and stuff like this. But he's got as many gold. He's got as many European golden boots as Thierry Henry, Luis Suarez. Lewandowski, he has got one more than the only other Brazilian to win it, R9. So wow. I think we've got to wow, wow, stop. Wow. And again, it's a bit Google, it's a bit sad. Everyone talks about the decline and the spiral down. This player was was brilliant and it definitely remind, remind going through it reminded me why. It's worth managing, uh, mentioning that the manager of that um, team was Laszlo um, Baloney, who was a European Cup winning player, um, a dentist. And he won the League and Cup double with that squad and was will always be fondly remembered for it. But they went to shit the season after <laughs> when they got in the Champions League and he was sacked within about fucking four See months. Later. But he's still managing now. Bologna is the Mets manager, 70 years old. Yeah. Good on him. 
Yeah. yeah. He's, a, a, right, he's, another, he's had a real career, hasn't he? Another football addict, yeah. Yeah. He's worth looking up. But the players who were coming through at that time, and he blooded a lot of them. Yeah. But Johnny described it as a simply fucking mental team. Yeah. Like, but absolutely loved. And yeah, went to shit and didn't and didn't do didn't build on the success. You know, Porto obviously Porto under Mourinho quite very soon after that goes, you know, becomes Yeah, and it's it's hard again. to know what would have happened with Jardel if that World Cup selection hadn't been then. Yeah. Cuz he'd obviously did he obviously like did everything he could that season to get into the World Cup squad and then, you know, Big Phil doesn't fancy him and Next yeah. thing you know, he's like Apparently, turning up at places. Jardel actually was virtually signed for Rangers in 1996. He'd had the pictures and everything and all that sort of thing. What and happened? Then, and then, uh, well, because I think because I think there was he was meant to have a Portuguese passport, which didn't quite stand up apparently um so he didn't he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't um he didn't play but he would have played he would have been well if he had done he would have played with Gazi, he would have played with Laudrup he would yeah he would have played with the you know that would have been some Fuck some team hell. you know the coefficient wouldn't have been very good for the golden shoe mario jardel enjoying this podcast but not really ready to subscribe to a print magazine well you need the mundale gateway drug why not sign up to our weekly newsletter? You'll get exclusive writing, discounts, recommendations and some really, really random references. Follow the newsletter link in the show description and see what you're missing out on. OK, this week's... Uh, well, it's not Tommy's trombola because, as you all know, we retired that last week. We're having a quiz break. We're having yeah. a quiz break. Whilst I go away and formulate with the quiz guards and come up with... Something better, essentially. Yeah. Some Seb's, of the people like. Exactly. Seb's main line in St. John's Wart to see if he can uh, improve his memory. <laughs> <laughs> so, who played right back for Liverpool, Chelsea? No, but I do want to ask you guys a question whilst we tie this over, which is, as someone who I have contributed to issue 27 yeah. of Mondale, yeah. but I haven't seen, you know, I don't live in London. I'm far away from the offices itself. I come down and see you guys to record. So I don't see the inner workings mm. of the beast, of the machine. Mm. So I just want to know what what your favourite bits are, Seb, of uh, the new issue. I wrote, a, uh, it's my own piece, sorry about that, but I will big it up. Um, I, wrote, I wrote about um, going to the match with my daughter, and the joy of that, and the joy of women's football, but also not 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 all joy. There's, there's it's the most honest piece I've written. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So um, I've written about that, and hopefully it will be wholesome and inspirational for people. It's a magnificent piece, Seb. You should be very proud, and Thank the uh, design of it is brilliant. Again, yeah. Big Alex up, Sophie and Sophie. Yeah. Out, Sophie out, that out to Sophie. James, what's yours? It's a piece by a young writer called Tom Ford, and he spent five months travelling around the coast of West Africa, so Senegal, Sierra Leone, etc. It is the ultimate adventure piece, and it's very much told from the inside out. So there's all sorts of brilliant conversations and anecdotes with people in the rainforests of, uh, or the coast of Sierra Leone, and uh, and in the bush of Guinea and uh, from bush taxis in uh, Conquery. Uh, it's a brilliant piece and mm. I can't wait for people to read it. Brilliant photos. Buzzing. Um, yeah. up Tom Ford. Can't wait to read it. He, get, he gets about, cool. doesn't he? Cool. He gets, Bloody hell. He, he Does gets he? about. Yeah. It gives you a real wanderlust and a real, you know, if... Wow. I don't think any of us have done the... Um, 
Oh. You know, it took a year out to go travelling, one or two no. years. Did we? No, no, no. None, of us, none of us could. Um, straight into work for you. Yeah, William Hill. Straight into work for <laughs> us. Like, but it does make me, like, that's one of the only things I regret is is, is, is not doing that. And I'm, like, I've been loads of nice places. I'm, I'm fine with it. But I, yeah. to I told Tom when he sent it, the first time I read it, I said my initial feeling was jealousy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. envy. Yeah. And then I was like, this is brilliant. We have to. Yeah, yeah. But my initial feeling was, I wish I had done that. Owen, what's your favourite part or piece of uh, issue 27 of Mondale? Hard to choose. There's loads, but I would say um, my favourite is, it's the, the back page, um, 101 Things to Do in Football Before You Die. And it's by Yanni, um, one of our colleagues who's um, a presenter for Goal and he's the he's the he's one of the faces of the, of the front three. Um, great lad, loves football. And he first told me about this on a call a few months ago and I remembered it. And, and anyway, he... In, in COVID or in lockdown, him and his mates did a match of the day for the Mandem um, in a place called Donkey Lane in Enfield. And the fact we got to put Donkey Lane on the cover <laughs> is one of my favourite things. Uh, it says it top left corner, Donkey Lane up there. But it's just a great piece about, about joy. And one of the lines in it, he says, like, the football we were seeing, we would get semi-pro players coming down and signing for these teams. So they put a league together, basically. And semi-pro players, and he says, rather than clipping it down the down the line at National League level because the coach tells them to these players were turning up and fucking like bawling out oh, um, yes. <laughs> and he says like and he just goes through a few of the examples but it's just a great Yanni's brilliant he's a, he's a brilliant host and he's only going to get better but it's a really good and honest um, yeah. piece about the type of things that happen in football that more people should know about and and more people in traditional football media don't. But it was quite a success on YouTube. I can't remember the name of the league, but Match of the Day for the Mandem, Donkey Lane, Enfield by Yanni. Uh, great, really good. Amazing. Thank you, guys. And uh, that was a nice little trombola, wasn't it? Mm, it was. Wholesome. Ins and outs, outs and ins. Um... Ins, Seb White. In, last gasp winners. In, why? Why? I watched a pretty drab 88 minutes of football recently, and there was which was interrupted by two floodlight failures. Um, it was, looked like it was going to be nil-nil. We got a penalty in the last minute. We scored it, and it's just the sheer joy. And the, the, just one little moment like that can just make you forget everything that's gone before it. You come straight to the studio without being home, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cycled home with real vigour. Yeah. Been around Blackpool John's all night. Yeah, no, no, no. I was good. I was sensible. <laughs> but no, just that sheer joy that that, that can give you. James, uh, reading the books that you've already got on your shelves instead of buying new ones. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, um, I in? should start doing that. In, yeah. in. Tommy Stewart. Um, my in is just watching old Royal Rumbles ah! as, as a way to relax. Uh, you know, just, <laughs> fucking hell, just as a way to relax. Yeah, because it's it's silly. It's not actually violent, is it? And I, I, I was, well, I, don't I, know. Was, I was, well, I was dusting my room the other day. I was dusting my rusty trombola. I wasn't, but I was actually dusting my room. What did you find? Oh, you don't want to know, mate. All sorts, all Dust. sorts. But uh, I just it came up on my suggested. <laughs> Owen's grimacing right now. But it came up on my suggested feed, like my home screen on YouTube, just 2008 Royal Rumble. I put it on, and for the past few weeks, that's just when I'm doing the cleaning or washing up, just a bit of meditative Royal Rumble. One of my favourite Royal Rumble memories from when I was younger is one of the bushwhackers walked straight in like that, doing his <laughs> thing, so walked good. into the ring like that, yeah. So good. Yeah. walked across the ring, 
Earthquake picked him up, chucked him straight out, and he just carried on walking back <laughs> down to the dressing room. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Old Royal Rumble's in. I'm not going to start watching them, but um, but in. Um, my in is peanut butter. Very specifically, very good peanut butter. Yes. And I've narrowed it down to two, and I would not eat any others. Go on. I bet you Seb eats the Whole Food Earth one. Be, be on your, because you told me. Yeah, but that's I've moved on. You've moved on. Yeah, that's got, fine. That's yeah. got palm oil in it, Seb. <gasps> oh no not the bad palm oil but it's still got it in yeah I'm on the um, pip and nut peanut butter oh uh, yeah I it has um, two ingredients in it peanuts and a bit of salt <sighs> and it is fucking great that sounds good I've always liked peanut butter but I've narrowed it down to these now and it's such a joy sounds like a bag of KPs just peanuts and salt <laughs> <laughs> that I'm sounds I'm not going to put that on me toast am I Seb outs uh, getting your ears waxed. My daughter made a comment the other day about my, um, oh, daddy, your hair's really growing out of your ears now, isn't it? And I went, oh, thanks very much, Ava. So I was getting my hair cut the other day and the woman went, do you want your ears waxed? And I went, yeah, fuck it, why not? Your hairdresser? My hairdresser, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, so she put this hot wax in my ear and I thought, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it won't hurt. Fuck me, it hurts. <laughs> the first one was like, ooh. So then, I, then you prepare yourself for the second one and then I'm like... I, I nearly I nearly hyperventilated. I was worrying so much because I was like internally. Just Did the going. mouth trumpet? And then come as, out. And as soon as it went out, I, honestly, I was cycled to my hairdressers. I had to just walk my bike for a good five minutes. I thought I was going to be sick. <laughs> you, you should have your arse done if you have your ears done. I tell you what, but <laughs> I had one what? side of my arse done once. Oh. And I haven't even got a particularly hairy ass. My missus did it and I fucking screamed and I just left the other side. Yeah. Seb, did you think the wax was going to melt your brain? <laughs> Honestly, it was, it was... Because it has. <laughs> just Let's have a look then. Yeah. Get him, Seb, Seb, get him out. And it, Let me have a look. Get yeah, your ears out. Oh my God, look at that. Oh, oh Clean as a whistle. Oh, slip and slide, That's brother. Really fresh. So I'm going to... I am going to get it done again. But, oh my God. They look almost like a, um, a fake ear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five um, costs as well. I'm not... keeping it in because I want you to have it done again. Okay, yeah, James. Ref watch. What is that? Ref watch is people on Twitter and on football forums identifying, finding out who their ref is going to be for their game the following oh, weekend, God. and just fucking slate. And then we never get this. We never get this off them. We never yeah. get this. Oh, it's always this. Just stop obsessing about referees. If, you're going, if you're going to watch yeah. football, watch the football. Yeah. Stop talking about refs all the time. It's tiring. That, which is... wouldn't happen if the referee wasn't there. That is out. Tommy. I went to the beautiful Heaton Park in Manchester for a walk on Monday night and I was met by, uh, you know, the little dog poo bins uh, on top of a bin that was just, there was a fucking one foot pile of dog poo bags on top of the bin. I've had a dog before. In that situation, I would just wait till the next bin simply or take it elsewhere. Don't keep piling on. Well, the thing is here, I agree with you. Yeah. Oh dear. But, but, don't hate the player, Tommy. Hate the game. I, because, yeah, yeah. Quite often, what a lot of these places are doing because they want to eradicate dogs and their walkers and make them on lead spaces, oh. there's not enough bins. So the personal responsibility should be with you to take it home. And I've taken it home. I'll just, there's a, there's, yeah. One of the places I go is 100 acres, there's one bin. Fuck it. The 100 no. acre wood. One of the hundred acres. To be fair, I didn't notice another bin after that. Well, there you go. So it's all, it's all part of this conspiracy. <gasps> so you should take it home, yes. But yeah, yeah. surely if they want people to be responsible, they should give them more bins. Yeah, yeah. Dog spiracy, is that what you're saying? <laughs> it happened at a RSBP place I used to go to. And no, 
Well, no, dogs want dog. less people. To, yeah, they've, they've been trying to get rid of people, dog walkers, for a while, and now it's dogs, dogs on leads only up there, and it's a beautiful place. I don't go anymore. Why do they want to get rid of dog walkers? Well, the RSBP. I mean, they're like yeah, yes. bloody, you know, they're phew, terrible people. Good tweet this the other week, but yeah, tweet tweet. Yeah, well, from the RSBP. They just got good uh, act. They just, <laughs> very good. <laughs> yeah, they could just call the call the government liars, didn't they? But then they backtracked and sort of out. I would say yeah. give people more bins. Didn't know about this though. I'm going to keep an eye on this. Yeah, I, but you're a sheep, aren't you? I think this happens at Bushy Park and things like that. <laughs> you're a sheep. A sheep. Yeah. You don't. In question, what sense? You, you don't question what you know what what big dog poo tells you. you just, <laughs> <laughs> big dog poo. <laughs> Do you remember? I, I'll be honest though. And again, this might be just be Somerset. I remember these That's dog good. poo bins coming in. It was a huge thing at the time. Yeah, no, I remember it. Yeah, because yeah, it obviously last back year in the day, my dad, we, our dogs when we were kids, we were they were just the shit everywhere, shit everywhere. Yeah, which was bad. It was bad, but but everyone. But it was a right of passage, wasn't that's it? That's why there was white poo, slide white dog poo. That's why exactly. Slide tackling in dog shit was a right of passage. Yeah. Oh god, oh, yeah. disgrace! So when these poo yeah. bins came out, I mean, admittedly, me and my mates went round setting fire to some of them when we were first. We were only ten. Sam, so not much to go on in your Yeah, I've, I've done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm yeah. just surprised uh, from all, him. All, bit, all I'll say is what a what a smell. <laughs> <laughs> but and anyway, what, and what a rush. Yes, more dog bin dog poo bins, please. Yeah. <laughs> What a rush. What a rush. Um, I'm just going to um, out transfer windows and specifically them all finishing at different times. It's mm. just fucking... I don't understand anymore. Either have them all at the I same time. I thought that was the point, yeah. Either have them all at the same time yeah. or just don't have them. Yeah. Yes. And let it be fucking carnage yeah, yeah. all year round. Thank you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It would be fun. Well, it used to be fun. It used oh. to be, yeah. Do you reckon Arthur Boyd hangs around dog poo bins? <laughs> <laughs> This has been reminding you why you love reptile sushi. I've been your host, Owen Blackhurst. He's been Tommy Stew. He's been Seb White. He's been James Bird. We have a new uh, issue of Mundial Magazine out today. Go to mundialmag.com to subscribe, print or digitally and get all the perks that come with it. Please leave us a review for the magazine if you're a, a current reader. It really, really helps. Um, please leave us a review for this very podcast. Rate it. Share it. Um, this has been recorded at Spiritland where we love very much um, we do love and, it and um, yeah help us out we love you give us a review thank you very much all the best cheers bye bye reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and football co-production produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White hosted by me Owen Blackhurst and recorded on the run <laughs>